Good morning, and welcome again to The Daily Cast, a podcast to start the day on Kilcullen Diary. I'm Brian Byrne. It's Friday the 21st of May, 2021. Today we'll scroll quickly through the life of Mary Robinson, former President of Ireland and a lifetime activist for social justice. We'll also hear locally concerns for the health of the River Liffey. First, though, the weather, and after the rain overnight, that will continue wet through the morning and late afternoon. There'll be showers heaviest over lunchtime, easing off gradually. Highest temperatures today around 11 degrees in moderate winds from the northwest. Our person of interest this morning is Mary Robinson, former President of Ireland, who was born in Ballina, County Mayo, on this day in 1944. Her parents, Aubrey and Tessa Burke, were both doctors, and her Hiberno-Norman family line stretched back in the county to the 13th century. She studied law in Trinity College in Dublin, graduating in 1967 with first-class honours, and received a Master of Laws at Harvard Law School the following year. From her student days, she was a critic of aspects of Catholic Church teaching and campaigned for removing the constitutional prohibition of divorce, eliminating the ban on contraceptives and decriminalising homosexuality and suicide. In 1969, she was elected as an independent member of Shannon Mary Burke married Nicholas Robinson in 1970, and in 1979 she was elected to Dublin City Council as a Labour member. She became a senior counsel in 1980. In 1982, she resigned from the Labour Party over differences in relation to the Anglo-Irish Agreement, which the Fine Gael Labour Coalition had signed with Margaret Thatcher. She served her remaining time in the Shannon as an independent. In 1990, Dick Spring and the Labour Party asked her to run for the presidency. It was the first time there had been a woman candidate. She won the election against Fianna Fáil's Brian Lenehan and Fine Gael's Austin Curry, becoming the first Labour Party candidate, the first woman and the first non-Fianna Fáil candidate in the history of contested presidential elections to win. Her presidency was significantly different to those of her predecessors. She brought different groups of people to the presidential residence, ranging from the Irish Christian Brothers to the Gay and Lesbian Equality Network. She put a symbolic light in the window of the residence as a sign of remembering Irish emigrants around the world. She met with the Dalai Lama. She visited Irish nuns and priests abroad. She had an audience with Pope John Paul II, and she visited Rwanda in Africa to highlight the suffering there as a result of the Civil War. Mary Robinson resigned as president two months ahead of the end of her seven-year term to take up a post as United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, a post which she held until 2002. During that time she visited Tibet, she criticised Ireland's immigrant policy, and also vocally opposed the use of capital punishment in the United States. Since leaving the UN, she has worked with a variety of organisations aimed at promoting social justice and fighting climate change. She served as Chancellor of the University of Dublin from 1998 until 2019, and she remains very active today in many of the areas of interest to which she has given her attention all of her adult life. Now to our feature of the day. 
in a recent water blitz analysis of the River Liffey undertaken by Kilcullen Community for Climate Action, the results suggested a good ecological status according to the metrics arrived at. Though there were higher nitrates and an accompanying check of river insect life seemed to have a low outcome compared to previous tests. By their nature, such tests are just a snapshot. And according to the Kilcullen Trout and Salmon Anglers Association, there is a need for a much deeper investigation into the health of the Liffey. The association has some 90 members and has recently been in discussions with other clubs on the length of the Liffey over observations that both fish and insects on the river are in decline. The Kilcullen Club's Simon Dan told me about the situation as his members find it. We have a number of concerns, such as declining fish stocks, declining insect populations, which, of course, fish and other invertebrates, birds, etc., feed on. Um, so our main concern would be, of course, fish stocks as a, an angling club. But the general health of the river is also of the utmost concern to us, because without that, there is no fish stocks. How serious are these declines that you're noticing? Brian could be seen as serious but uh, steady we have say when we when clubs would fish competitions we would have catch returns now clubs have made the decision a number of years ago to go to catch and release competitions so no trout are no longer killed in the activity of the competitions taking place so fish would be recorded length weight etc and brought back for the competition results so we, we, we can see from our own data a steady, a steady decline. And as I said, any decline is a worry. You know, some of these anglers that are taking part in these competitions have fish for Ireland, etc., on multiple occasions. And if they're struggling to come up with fish, it tells us that there's a problem. Is what you're seeing, is it mirrored across the country or is it peculiar to the no. Luffy? No, this is our concern. A lot of us anglers, we would travel, you know, it's, just, it's a serious hobby, you know, so we would travel to the rivers. Um, I would give you an example that last year when uh, restrictions were lifted, I travelled to the Diamond, which is a tributary of the north, uh, for let's say a five-hour session on the river. I would have caught somewhere in the region of 80 fish, all returned safely, handled correctly, etc. Now, to catch 80 fish, on the Liffey and Cullen, even the best angler could not do that at this current time. Either the stock aren't there, the food isn't there, or a combination of both. Do you have any idea of why you and your fellow fishermen and different clubs on the Liffey, any idea why this is happening? Uh, each club has kind of their own ideas. Just as, as, as of the other day, we have sent uh, a number of questions to to a, a factory of a different club, uh, Terry Walsh and Clean, and he is sending them messages on to the IFI with a, with a hope of them looking into our issues. For us in Kilcullen, there is a huge algae growth. It's covering 30 to 40% of the bottom of the river. To the untrained eye, it, could, it technically just looks like weed, but it is not weed. It, it blankets the bottom of the river kind of like a scum. It's also heavily compaction of gravel and siltation of gravel, which brown trout need loose gravel to spawn. We would also have a huge concern of the level of water that passes through 
instability in winter time, as in floods from Golden Falls. What causes algae growth like that? Uh, you, you've seen yourself in, in the water quality test that Noel carried out. Uh, he had noted, I think, that there was uh, an increase in nitrate. Now, that could be coming from farm runoff, could be pesticides, it could be, could be anything. These are the questions that we are asking. Where is it coming from and why? So we don't have a definitive answer yet. You know, this is kind of the process of finding out. Now, the compaction of the gravel, how is that happening, do you think? Erosion and deposition of, of silt from land, it's a natural occurrence, but we would be worried that it's exaggerated by heavy flooding. And the river doesn't get a rest. You know, so when I'm wading up the middle of the river, if I look behind me, there's a trail of essentially dirt, silt being kicked up behind me. It's obviously been dropped along the, on the river, especially in your slacker areas. You'll see built up with sand, dirt. It could also be coming from the lake itself when water is being released. It, it could also be caused by, unfortunately, invasive species of plants such as Himalayan balsam. They take over a huge portion of the riverbank when it dies back in the winter time you're left with nothing but just dirt sand where that plant has been it has killed off everything that was natural plants that was, were there so when the flood rises that water that dirt that silt is washed downstream we've already had, had oh, uh, one zoom meeting with the fishery board which we share data they share data we have sent back a number of questions asking for that uh, for that answers on that data to be clarified, uh, as in what is going to be done about you know sharing data is all is all well and good as you know, but um, angling clubs on the Liffey at this stage are wanting answers. You know, one of the things about the Liffey, of course, is that it is a runoff from a reservoir, which is not not usual in Ireland. Could that be part of the issue that, that and that's why there's so much so much flooding. And, and, and we can understand completely that if you have prolonged rain, the dam at Golden Falls and Pulafuca, it, it can only hold so much water. You know, we have an understanding that if it needs to be released, it needs to be released. That is just the nature of the beast. But for where we're concerned, no research has been done into the effects of that heavy and prolonged flooding. One of my major concerns would be when we see this prolonged flooding, is the exact same time that brown trout spawn in the river, which, in my opinion, has to have a detrimental effect on their ability to spawn. Apart from the species like the brown trout, what other species are there in the river and that may well be impacted? It's kind of a huge circle, really, Ryan, as, as you would understand. Um, if fly life starts to fall away, then any creature that, that feeds on that fly life will start to fall away. Uh, we have crayfish. Luckily, we're blessed that we don't have a lot of, or if any, invasive crayfish in, in the Liffey system. Irish or white clawed crayfish are a rarity now, like, you know, becoming under serious threat. Like, and we're, we are lucky to have them in the river. But that could go in time if fish go, if insect go, if there's migratory salmon, there's, if they don't have the ability to spawn now. They're coming through in very small numbers at the minute on the Liffey. But they're going to be affected as well. Uh, uh, birds, bats, everything, the whole ecosystem essentially, you know. Conceivably there could be a tipping point where it just collapses. Well, you get to a point of no, no return, I suppose, Brian, you know.
know. It's uh, I'll give you an example already. We we had what what anglers would call caddis or sedge, essentially kind of like a moss for people who don't know what it is. You would hear stories now, of course. Some of this might be through rose tinted glasses of anglers of the past. Then I could go out and I'd be out all night. So we would have amazing sedge fishing, etc., etc. So it doesn't exist anymore. If you, if you get four weeks over the course of June and July, you're doing well in, in, in what you might have heard as the evening rise before. Essentially, at times, it's non-existent anymore. It's also a question where we've asked the IFI. Um, and Noel had mentioned in, in the survey that he, he carried out some kick sampling. And he said there was a decline in insect like bug life within the river. That is echoed in what we are seeing to me, I could recognise a number of bugs in, in their bug stage, their adult stage, etc. It's just some of the hatches aren't there anymore. So you're now waiting, hopefully, somebody from the IFI to, to come make contact and, and set up some yeah. kind of an investigation. Exactly. Questions have been sent off. We've, we've sent 10, 15 questions ourselves. Uh, each other club has done the same. We would like the questions answered either in person or via Zoom, depending on COVID regulations. We don't want them just sent back in an email, if you know what I mean. We would like proper answers. Simon Dan from the Kilcullen Trout and Salmon Anglers Association. And that's a story we will no doubt be back to. To the news headlines of the day, on our local online sources, among the stories on the Kildare Nationalist is one reporting the seizure of goods in three premises in Newbridge by the Criminal Assets Bureau. And the problem of disappearing developers, which has meant that the Jake's Law speed limits can't be implemented in a number of NASA states because the council hasn't yet taken them in charge. The Leinster leader headlines the top prizes available for style at the Curra Guineas Festival this weekend. But again, this year the competition will be virtual, as there are no spectators at the course. KFM Local News headlines submissions being accepted for proposed changes to the Athai local area plan. On the Nationals, the Independent leads with the father of three children killed by their mother while she was mentally unwell, seeking an urgent inquiry into their mother's treatment and medication before the tragedy. The Irish Times headlines the father's belief that the act of insanity could have been prevented. The examiner gives prominence to Munster hospitals facing double trouble of the HSE IT hacking and overcrowding while RTE gives its prime focus to the experts assessing the decryption tool provided by the cyber attackers. And there we have it from the Daily Cast for today and indeed for this week. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Have a pleasant and safe weekend.